Hello. Well, hello. Well, hello to you. Who and are who? Who are you? I feel like we. Who, what is this thing that we're I, doing? What year is this? What year is it, indeed? Truly. Where so, are we? I don't know. Oh. Okay. I truly don't know. Well, you know what I think this is? I think this might be the start of season two. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, Air Howard is yeah, back. You know, just you know, just keep it down. We're in we're in a quiet place. I think you're right. Well, <laughs> it's your favorite problematic phase. Yeah, exactly. Very problematic. Especially Timothy. Yeah, uh, whatever. Kyle Liar. Wow, I'm bringing, we're bringing back. this back. Yes, that's wow. that's your new name. I'm so sorry. I see that we're not going to start this season out on a sweet note. <laughs> nope. Well, we're technically not starting the season because this is just a teaser. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's why you're teasing me. Yes, I'm teasing so you. Well, once the teaser is over, yes. the teasing will also stop. Um. No. <laughs> I don't think so. I had to try. I thought about it for a second. I'll give you that. I, you I gave, gave you, it a good five seconds. I didn't even think about it. My brain was completely oh blank as I said no. So as you can see, Dirt Dogs and Darlings, Timothy has not changed. Yeah, whatever. He's he, back to his By the way, old. the whole Timothy wasn't even in the season one. Like, I feel like that was It a was thing. towards the tail end. Yeah, but you you have, like, blossomed into this into this awesome... Or, no, I'm sorry, awful, not awesome. No, I agree, awesome. Nope. We Take are on back the seas. same Take page. back seas. No, you're right. It has, I have almost turned Timothy into a character of his right. own. Yeah, so right. there's Timothy. Right. Timothy is sweet, a Which great friend. Which is me. Friend, that is actually my name. Helpful. And yes, that is me. We appreciate Timothy. Yes. And then there's Tim O.T. This is Tim not a person O-T that exists. Tim O.T. walks in and say, it's your boy Timothy. <laughs> and I'm here. And I'm here. Even if, even if you're trying to apply that as a character to me, I have never done that. Yes. So Tim O.T. will do things like knock your lamp off of your desk, call you a terrible person, you know, um, expose. Oh my god. So wait things. a second. This is you. This this is actually this is you. Tim O.T. And I, I say when um, when Tim is nice, he's Timothy, and when he is mean, he is Tim O.T. I just want to point out that. Uh, Kyle Lyer over here. No one calls you that. Everyone calls you that. People call you Tim O.T. Behind your back. Oh, yeah, please. Like, two people that you have, like, conned into (laughs) conned into doing Um, this. We all refer to you as Tim O.T. Yeah, no. I'm going to get our, um, our our manager to call you that as well. Do we need, do we need to have an intervention here with you? For you. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. But let's tell the people why we are really here. Why are we We, really here? We're not. we're, We're teasing. Yeah, what are we teasing? I, well, teasing season two. <laughs> and how I, so? Did everyone miss us? Do you I think? hope so. Do you think everybody was I felt was like, like I got a, a couple of comments of like, when are you guys coming back? Did you? I blown through my episodes. You don't even know anybody who listens to us. All, they're all my fans. Excuse me? All of Even them. the ones internationally? Yes, they are even just the, even, here. They only, they only want me. Oh, okay. Yes. That I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you could. I mean, like, I did my own thing. But this listen, time. the thing is, is guys, I hold the keys to our recording device, so if I'm out, because I can't possibly download the same app. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, we heard it here. Do you know what's funny is I was I, whenever we talked about how like I, I wanted to try to do the side thing too, which by the way I said I would like you to be a part of it. And you were like, "Ew, gross." No, I didn't say any of those things. You said, "Ew, gross." I said that I wasn't sure how I could contribute. Yeah. 
Well, I still feel like you can. But anyway, I part of the th- part of my first thought was, oh, but then I'd have to download the app, and like you know, that's See, that's, a that's your work. job. Yes, it's I like. Know. Do you ever watch? Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I've heard of it. Okay, well, I don't so, watch anything. So the the one character Charlie, who's kind of like a. Like oh, I know about the goof, him. Yes. The goofball. They call it Charlie work, and that's like cleaning the toilets and stuff like that. Like this is this Kyla is work. extremely rude. <laughs> I actually am so offended. Oh, I'm so upset. <laughs> I feel like from now on, if you ever ask if I can do something, you're in the back of my head. Does he actually want this done, or is this Kyla work? This is Kyla work. All of it's Kyla work. Anything oh, on the wow, list. Wow, I've never been hurt. In my I just life. <laughs> <laughs> in I sta- this moment. I stab deep. Mm-hmm. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I uh, truly <laughs> don't mind me, guys. I'll just be bleeding on the floor. That's fine. Here. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's fine. The, the deservings, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you get what you deserve. This is my come up. You, you can't always get what you want, but you get what you deserve. That's not how that song goes, though. It sure is not. But that's okay. I'm okay with that. Are you going to say in 2019 you're coming out with a it's... new version? <laughs> exactly. A new and improved version. Oh, yes. improved. Every, I mean. That's an the, interesting my, statement. My fans will tell you. Well, that's bold. <laughs> Those are some bold claims. You know... <laughs> You know, I know we didn't want to gender the Dirt Dogs and Durlings, but maybe, like, like the Durlings are more into me and, like, the Dirt Dogs are more into you or something. That is so sexist. Is, is it? Why is that sexist? I'm just saying. I feel like if I had said the Durlings were more into you and the, the Dirt Dogs were more into me, that would be, like, a sexist statement, but... Because they sound more <sighs> traditional. Uh, all in all, we didn't like it. Who is the we? Co- collective we. Oh yes, didn't the, like the it. one person in this room <laughs> and all of her imaginary friends. No, no, no. The the collective we. You know, I'm really the voice. Oh, um, the voice. <laughs> the voice of um, <laughs> our audience. I always think of a girl. So she's like, I feel like I'm the voice of my generation. Uh, and her parents look at her like, and she's like, Well, I'm a voice of this generation. And the parents are still like, Do really? your, do your math homework. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I'm I'm the voice of our audience. No, you are not the voice of our audience. You know, I, I speak for the people. I mean, you do have a lovely voice. Don't get me wrong. Me, 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 me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. This, the singing voice, mm, questionable. The accent voice, terrible garbage. I'm being attacked again. <laughs> I'm already bleeding on the floor. Whatever, and you know. And now you're coming to kick and, me in and the now, face. Yeah, now I'm like curb stomping. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, wow. That's a lovely visual. Once Thanks again, for putting that in our so, fans' ears. Really, you just told on yourself. You said how you're this lovely person, but yet... What was that Liliana just said that you called me? A, like a, a garbage liar no, or something? No, no, no. no that's what she said you were a filthy liar. The original liar. statement... You have admitted that you have stabbed me, and now you are curb stomping. You know, moving that right along. That doesn't really sound like a nice. <laughs> and it's on. You know, Kyla. Here's the thing: is um, you just can't get the joke. That's all. It's really sad, actually. People, the joke of violence. People, people all say that about you. That like, you just don't get it. Wow. I love <laughs> the look on your face. I don't know. A, a third time you know, attacked. Anyway, all this to say is that uh, I will admit Liliana did say I was a filthy liar. Yes, she did. But not more than two hours ago, she said the same about you. Well, I guess we deserve each other. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do my water. Would you like podcast. to cheers on that? Oh my gosh. So now, uh, Dirt Dogs and Darlings, I'm sorry to inform you that you are now part of the Filthy Liars audience. 
And that's our new podcast name. I feel like they, they knew that about us. Right? They knew this about you. No, they... And, but, but now... Because you continuously lie that you're not a liar. But obviously, it's in your name, Kyle Liar. <sighs> I'm going to have to disagree with that one. Well, but that being said, I, I'm, uh, you know... We're now part of Filthy Liars, and I'm just pretending to be a Filthy Liar. <laughs> okay. That's my, that's, oh. <laughs> that's my side gig. You know what? Let's go back to what we really are, which is just inter- internet idiots. Yeah. And they're idiots I on think the that internet. that fits us I am best. so sorry, by the way, that I sound like this today. I have some weird sinus thing going on, so I sound like garbage, but I'm better than I was this morning. That is true. I mean, I was a little bit worried that he was going to come onto the pod. Hello, this is <laughs> Well, I was a little worried that you were going to be here at all. Someone was like, I'm going to have to inform you. Why boss. are we down <laughs> to this again? Dirt out some dirty lanes. You I'm promised sorry, me though. you'd be here at well, 7.30. This, this is supposed to be so. in a, a triumphant return. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be us teasing season two and yet back on our but our Wait, we are teasing season two. <laughs> By this teasing me. We're teasing I, each other. I texted Tim this morning at 7 What time were you supposed to be here? A.M. to warn him. What time did you promise me? I was a little behind. What time, I did what not time promise. Did promise I said I could try to get no, here. No, you said I'll be here at 7.30. I said I will try to get I here at 7.30. I rolled up in this piece at 7.45. And oh, did I see... In this piece? Did I see this, the silver beauty that is Kyla's car? No, I did not. Where is this going? I, silver beauty, as in me? It's like, well, I am car. old. I, said, I know, I know. Your car. Like before you oh, like like a sil- like a silver fox yes, kind of thing or first, something. I'm like, where is no. this going? No. Um, you are getting old, though. Thank you for that reminder. Um, it's fine. <laughs> We're all getting old. Another year closer to death. It's fine. Right, One yeah. foot into the grave. Right. Whatever. Um, I did text you this morning, and, and I never and do what? that for for people. And what? I never do that. And what? I should have just showed up. Yeah, I guess, I guess you probably should have just shown up at the time you said you were going to show up. Ooh, sick bird. There's this thing, there's this thing called integrity that some of us have. I mean, we are now the filthy liars, so that's that. <laughs> okay, well, I guess there's no need for integrity anymore. Nope, throw that throw, out the window. Throw it out the window. Once again, we said that we were idiots and we said we were you liars. Know, we we normally, never said that we had integrity. We normally uh, record in the basement, but we, so we could not throw it out the window. I'm speaking literally here. Uh, but we're not in the basement right now. We're in a... A beautiful gray room. It looks like an it's, interrogation room. It is, so that's why that's what we're here for. So you think I brought you here for this con- this new silly concept that I came up with, but actually, um, Joe, if you can come in, <laughs> <laughs> he's got the um, the lie detector, so he'll, he'll oh, be strapping wow. it down in just a second. Why did and, I um, imagine like a nineteen forties? Come in, boys. <laughs> like Ready they, to take like the they all have down. cigars hanging out of their mouths, <laughs> and they're wearing like three piece suits. I like it. I mean, that's appropriate. My nose is very itchy, by the way. So this is this wow. is the thing. This is the thing. That's really I'm, unprofessional. I'm on this. <laughs> that's really unprofessional. I cannot help these things. This is this is my body. Well, it sounds like you should have uh, scheduled this for a later date. Not the podcast, but your nose issues. Oh well. Whatever. <laughs> sadly, sadly, it doesn't work that way. So anyway, so uh, yeah, so we're teasing season two. So I came up with a concept on my own, and I was like, oh, Kyla, like, would you like to be a part of this? And she was like, nope, that's stupid. And I was like, okay, great. Well, can you at least be there whenever, you know, I do it because you are the uh, my other half in this in, in this podcast endeavor? And you said, sure. I'm going to let you finish, but that's not quite I'm what finished. I'm finished. I'm finished. So moving right along. So, (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, go ahead. Speak your piece. I was going to say that is not quite what went down here. However, I'm excited for this new endeavor. Let's Are see you? how it goes. Okay. Yeah. So I thought what what maybe might be fun is to have like a, a side thing that I am calling. That's not like that. Don't go there. <laughs> This is a spooky theme <laughs> podcast. Although I will, I will tell you, this 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 project that I worked on was getting real dark real quick, and Whoa. I was kind of like, I can't do it the way that I thought I was going to so do I it. I would love it. You would it, it on was the so darkness. dark. Really? Yeah. No, it was really dark. I'm a fan. So I did it a different way. Okay. So I went in a different. We'll see how it goes. A different manner. But anyway, so unveiling today, and it'll be in the show title, so I don't even know why I'm pretending like this is a big surprise. It's kind of like the YouTube videos. Like, <laughs> like, Y'all never, y'all never guess what it. we're unboxing it, today, it, but it's in the it, title. It's in the title. <laughs> so anyway, so unveiling the masterpiece theater. Oh, see, I like that better than the air horns. I'm sorry, air horns should have followed that. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. It's, How could I have forgotten? It's totally fine. But um, but yeah, so what I did was I was like, I kind of want to like write another story in like the Kupka universe. Oh, yeah. So, Ooh, is it kind of like an MCU kind of thing? M- MCU. Like the Timothy? Wow. Master Class University? Wow. MCU. Wow. What is MCU? Marvel? Yes. Oh, Mar- Marvel something universe. Marvel Comics universe. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like that. Okay, perfect. Yeah. More just like like you know like short stories written um, by the same person. Say like Marvel in the same connected place. universe. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like it's in the same place. Who knows? I don't know what the timeline is. Oh, so this, I'm into this. This could be before Cupka. This could be after Cupka. I'm into I don't this. Know. I love that. Yeah. We so stand. This is in a different part yeah. of the village. Okay. In a different child. Oh, I'm impressed. Becomes, are you? I, t- I thought I told you all of this. Did I not tell you all of this? I, I don't think have. you told me that it was going to be in um, like the same universe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's the same universe. So it is in the forest of Tim Charn that this, wow. that this masterpiece theater <laughs> takes place. Okay, well. Okay, so I just wrote a quick little story. It's, you know, just a little fun, happy story where there is no sadness at all. Sigh. <laughs> um, so I think I told you the story, the name of the story, but I have titled it The Sizzling Pot. I love it. Do you? Yes. Okay. Entranced. All right, well, I hope I do better than the first reading because... Especially with this nose thing. Who knows? Who knows if this is going to go? Everyone, expect very low. Actually, no, I'm not doing that anymore. This is going to be fantastic. Yeah. Best thing ever. Living your truth. Y'all are going to cry and laugh. Well, not laugh so much, but <laughs> probably cry a whole I'll lot. Laugh. Are you? Okay. Yeah. All right, so let us begin The Sizzling Pot by Masterpiece Theater. As many cooks will tell you, the same broth that suckles the infant can be used to moisten the lips of the devil. At least that's what they used to say in the dark days of Tarn, when winter choked the land in an icy grip and the people were once again starving. In those days, the harvest had been meager and the townsfolk were not prepared for an early and unseasonable frost. For ages, it seems that the winds blew and the storm clouds covered the sun, and sometimes the old men of the village, desperate to provide for their emaciated families, would be found in the morning in the forest, dead, stiff from cold and with unnatural blue pallor. That was how it was so for the Kazmarek family. Ori Kazmarek, the oldest of seven brothers and seven sisters, had waited uncomfortably by the thin fire as his mother wailed of sorrow all night. His father, Bartek, an amazing root digger, had gone out in the evening to try and find even the smallest of wild turnips 
in the dark and dangerous forest. <clears throat> in those times, it was said that there were horrors to be found in the night, but Bartek was a brave and foolish man, and his efforts brought upon his death. The following morning, Ori's mother, Maja, forced him into his warmest winter clothes and boots and shooed the boy across the frozen doorstep of their cottage, demanding that he finds the child's father or not return at all. But Mama, he cried in protest, to no avail as she slammed the door behind him. He thought for a moment about banging on the door to be let back in, but then remembered her wild eyes and decided against it. Instead of fighting destiny, he resigned to his fate and took his father's woodcutting axe outside the coal shed. He clambered down the snowy path and into the woods, following the thick imprints of his father's feet in the snow. In the good days, Ori and his father had gone hunting for wild game, and reasonably trained, <clears throat> Ori knew that the importance of keeping a key eye on the landscape. Because of this, he kept on his father's tracks, and he never deviated once along the trail. This was both a gift and a burden, as after hours of trudging, he found his father's body twinkling in the frost under the quiet and uncaring sun. The now-dead man had fallen into a small chasm on the northern part of the forest. Ori could tell instantly that the death had been quick, judging by the strange twist in Bartek's neck as he lay silently staring downward into the earth. But he still cried, lamenting over his loss. After moments of sadness, he steeled himself and moved into the body, which was just inches away from his father's favorite digging shovel. It took him a few hours, but the sharpness of the spade made steady work, unearthing a frozen grave. Before burying his beloved patriarch, Ori removed his glinting wedding ring and then laid the man to rest. <clears throat> Before he left the chasm, gasping with cold, the breath lifting upward in a spew of smoke, Ori noticed something strange. In the near distance, a flap of earth over the cliff was also spilling a narrow tuft of smoke. He worked his way up to the <coughs> cliff from the grave, careful with his footfalls not to slip on the slick rocks. When he arose to the crest, he noticed a burrow and climbed silently down inside. There were several adjacent hallways that led to dark, cavernous rooms. He waited until his eyes adjusted to the darkness, then went in the direction of the smoke. Inside one of the rooms was a small hearth with a dark, smoldering pot over a fire that carried a strange scent, almost one of magic. He waited in silence, holding his breath for what seemed like an eternity, until a small, dwarfing creature emerged from yet another tunnel carrying three small parcels. The dwarf took a golden ladle from a hook on the wall, bent down to inspect the fire, and then spooned one small cupful of water into the pot. It smoked and sizzled and cracked over the fire from the heat. Then he carefully placed the contents of each parcel onto a shelf before opening his mouth and speaking. What do you sizzle for, little pot? A careful herb, a garlic nut. What do you sizzle for, little pot? What demands your cooking spot? Ori almost gasped, but then maintained his composure. A moment passed, and he thought he heard whispering, when the dwarf nodded and said, Certainly, celery. He opened the second parcel, which contained a large bulb of celery root, and plunked it down into the dark mouth of the pot. Suddenly, the entire earthen room was filled with the smell of delicious stew, and the, the pot filled with fragrant and hearty broth. The dwarf filled four small bowls and took them steadily into another hallway as Ori Farrell followed behind in the darkness. The dwarf made three passes into three smaller rooms, each one containing a tiny dwarf and child, in which he passed over the bowls of stew. He saved the last for himself, 
hungrily drinking the stew over bed, stuffed with straw, and then loudly threw himself into the sheets and began laboriously snoring. Ori silently made his way back to the uh, room with the hearth and poured himself a bowl full of the most delicious and succulent stew he had ever tasted. Once finished, he returned the clean bowl to its shelf and climbed carefully back out of the burrow. By the time he waited, by the time he made his way back to the familiar house, it was past duck, dusk, and in the cold and in the dark, cold winds blew angrily against the icy stones. He steeled his nerves and knocked heavily on the door, which opened swiftly, and the silhouetted outline of his outraged mother appeared. He tried to show her his father's wedding ring and exclaimed the story of finding the man dead in the chasm, but his mother, panicked with rage and dismay, beat hands down on his head and threw him back out into the cold, exclaiming that it was his fault and his father should have never left. As he walked down the snowy path, he could see the small heads of his siblings pop up in the window, then one by one draw back in fear of a similar fate. Ori Kazmarek made his way back to the dwarven abode and thought carefully about his plans. He had left the axe from the woodshed as a makeshift marker on his father's grave, and he now plucked it from the ground. <clears throat> he made his way back into the burrow and camped into the shadows in wait. Once again, the little dwarf came to the pot, and once again he splashed a single ladle full of water into the mouth. He also laid down three newly filled parcels and spoke the words, What do you sizzle for, little pot? A strip of meat? A steak that's hot? What do you sizzle for, little pot? A savory meal? A deer buckshot? There was once again the smell of old magic, and the walls began to whisper, and the dwarf, undoing the first package which was filled with mint, threw the herb into the pot. He waited until the dwarf once more fed his children and then lumbered, snoring into the bed. He clasped his father's axe while eating once more from the pot and replacing the clean bowl to its home on the shelf. He carefully lifted the pot from its hook and tied the long black metal arm to the axe head handle under its head. Ori then grabbed the golden ladle from the wall and quietly exited the burrow, the sweeping sleeping dwarves none the wiser. Making his way home was much more difficult this time, as he took care to cover his tracks as best he could, figuring that the dwarf could be on his trail at any moment. It was said that magical creatures in the forest seldom strayed from their homes, but naturally a stolen pot that creates stew from a single vegetable was an exception. To be comfortable that he was not being followed, it took him a solid three days of travels, looping this way or that on the switchbacks of the hills, covering his footsteps in the freshly fallen snow as he went. When he finally arrived back at the family home, he noticed that the candles were out in the windows. His seven brothers and seven sisters met him at the doorstep. Apparently, his mother had left into the forest the second night of his absence and had not returned. Ori set the magic pot on the hearth and his siblings seated, in, seated down in a ring around him. He took the golden ladle and poured one cup into the pot, and once it was heated nicely, he spoke the words, What do you sizzle for, little pot? A leaf of lettuce? A fresh pork chop? What do you sizzle for, little pot? What do you crave for your sizzling spot? This time was different. The room also grew strange, and the shadows of the children grew and shrunk, shrunk in the firelight. But this time, he heard the voice of the pot, the quiet begging known only to him. The abs on the windowsill, they whispered, and he, he gladly obliged. This was the way the Casmeric children gratefully survived the winter. By the time it was spring, the townsfolk had learned that somehow, some way, that Ori Kazmarek had become a fine cook with resourceful ways, as long as you didn't ask too many questions. 
But as many a bard will tell you, with the spread of stories also comes an unexpected darkness. Uri's Uri's mother, Maja, burst through the doorframe one night when the buds of the flowering plants were first showing that spring. She demanded to know how Uri had survived and how the children had go fat in the time that he had disappeared. There was a terrible struggle as again she rained down blows over his head, but now the children were well fed, and Maja had still struggled over the winter. They grouped together and pushed her strongly back, but she fell clumsily into the magic pot, which began to sizzle in a brand new way. The children screamed with dismay, fearful that their magical gift would be ruined, and when they finally got the screaming woman, uh, screaming woman out, she was far too burned and died the next morning. For many years to come, the Casmerics began to rent out the rooms and build upon the cottage, which eventually became the largest hotel in the village. The new boarders were always praising Ori Kazmarek for his resourceful cooking and spread the word into other towns of the delicious stew served by the fire. The children were never seen eating in their own establishment, however, and used the profits to buy food elsewhere, as the magical pot never forgot the taste of human flesh, and when asked what it sizzled for, would beg for nothing less. Ori became known for refusing service to close family friends, as he said with a twinkle in his eye that their money was no good, and instead offering the hearty bread he baked only in the coals of the fire. It was not unusual for the time for strangers to grow missing, for after all, they had probably just moved home. The end. (laughs) Did you like it? Nicely done. But I've got a lot of questions. Do you? Yes. Such as? What the first is what inspired the oh, story? So, okay, so, uh, so I had been saying I was going to, I, like, even if we didn't do it in the podcast, I was going to write another Cupco Cupco verse story. Cupco. That's it. Get the merch ready. <laughs> because I really enjoy like like folklore tales. Um, so anyway, I completely forgot about it. And one night I was making my grandmother's pasta sauce, and I was stirring the pot. And you know how like when there's water um, down by the the pilot light or whatever, it like makes that sizzling noise. So I was stirring it and it was making that weird sizzling noise. There was no water down there. And literally I was like, what are you sizzling for, little pot? <laughs> <laughs> so, and then I was like, wait, that'd be a cool story. <laughs> so, but this was, it was going to get real dark. I mean, it, it was pretty dark. You, you did warn me. The next thing is like, why did these kids not really care that their mom was gone? <laughs> she was terrible. Was, she was abusive if you didn't get yes, it. Yes, I get it. Towards, but that's why I, I thought before it said when she did finally show up was basically slapping orange. Yeah, exactly. And, well, me, I mean, like, I mean, so, me. so the father goes missing and then she's like, go find your father or else yeah. don't come back. So, like, obviously there's a string a of abusing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he comes back and he's like, I did find my father. I had to bury him. I had this horrible thing happened to me. And she's like, shut up, you little idiot. Go go away. Very true. Um, Very true. So, and then she just leaves them. Yeah. She's just like, oh, I have these uh, 14 children. Yeah, that's okay. They can fend for themselves. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's rough city. You know. But then yeah. they, they, they got her back. So, um, did you, you've seen Flowers in the Attic, right? Nope. Oh, okay. There, I won't. I won't spoil. Well, I know right. what it's about, though. I won't quote unquote quote spoil it. <laughs> but there's there's an ending scene where, um, like, so Piper Laurie is the mother, and the the girl character is like, "Eat the cookie," and she like sh- shoves it in her face and like pushes her backwards. So this is my version of eat the cookie. Wow, yeah, that was intense. So. But that being said, you know, good old taste of human flesh ruins a pot. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what the way that I was gonna go dark was. 
Um, the mother was not going to be evil. She was going to be with child. And oh, the pot was oh. going to request a baby. Oh. So the whole the whole point of oh. the, um, the three parcels was going yes. to be that you had to have options for it to choose from. That's and if it didn't, then it would just pick something. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, I can't, I can't go on this podcast that's yeah. family friendly and have them Ooh. eating babies. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> a, that's a little dark. So, so but I was like, I had, what was going to happen was they were going to eventually open this in and then like, but they'd be like, oh, um, no, I'm good. I, I already ate. The stew's fine. Uh, You'll love the stew. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. So yeah, so they're feeding... They're feeding the uh, strangers in town. Feeding the masses, yeah. The human meat, human stuff. So, but they, you know, they never have to eat it again. And then, of course, the people go missing because they've got to, they've got to restock their supplies. But they probably just went home. Yeah, exactly. It happens. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, good. I'm glad you liked it. I thought it was. That was quite. I, you know what I really enjoy about this this challenge? (laughs) It's a challenge to rate three pages. Um, is oh, that it, be. it is because it, your story can only go certain ways because you have to be able to wrap it up in three pages. So, um, so yeah, so I, I, I'm so glad I got to do this again because yeah. I really enjoyed the first one oh. and finding that like waving path of like I have to do this in order for this to happen. I love it. That's yeah. what I've always really appreciated about short stories is like how impactful mm-hmm. they have to be. And you did a good job of kind of like showing instead of just telling. Well, thank Which you. That's quite impressive. I try to do that because yeah. that's the way the old stories are. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, they don't... There's just action. They just tell what actions happen. They don't... Right. They there's don't not necessarily, say, like, the moral Lori's is... Lori's mom blah. was an abusive <laughs> Right. She yeah. always was hard on them. Right. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, they had this wonderful father and yeah. unfortunately died. And I thought How that rude. Was, and by the way, like, I, like, as I was writing it, like, it was kind of like the never-ending story when they were like... I was with you the whole time. Like, I kind of felt that way with Ori, like, because, like, you're going on this travel, and then you end up finding your father, who you love, dead, and then you are the only person who's seen it. So, and then, what if people don't believe you, and then you have to bury him, and, like, all this stuff. It was just... an emotional rollercoaster. You know, I tried tried to pack it in. Yeah. So there was my story. You did very well. So, consider everyone teased. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I felt like this got very sexy. <laughs> oh, did it? I mean, I guess. Welcome you, to you Filthy Liars. <laughs> well, that could be your other podcast. You're, you're gonna have to find another. The, my side thing, yeah. as yes. you would say. I like it. You should come up with your own side thing that it has to do with dirt. So this this has been Ooh. the masterpiece theater. What are you gonna come up with? For my master, maybe it'd be like some type of like crime, like film noir type story. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. I'm done with that. Okay. Oh my god, we should do. Well, how will we make that dur though? Film durar. Film noir. No. Durar. um, I don't know. Du noir. Do do no. Oh, no, I don't oh, think it works. You have to either. think on that. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll workshop it. Well, yeah. yeah we'll, so we'll, we'll be the the new sword and scale, except for. Ooh, drama. Room. I didn't know we were turning to a hot tea podcast. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... Oh, there Ooh, is maybe that'll podcast. be my side thing. <laughs> <laughs> I reported all the podcast drama. See? See? Yeah, maybe okay. I'll be Kylo T. Okay. Yeah, oh, Jesus. 
<laughs> well, on that note, we have actually gone over. We weren't supposed to go to this know, long, but, but I hopefully you enjoyed that. That was wonderful. Was I was going to say, I've been listening to a lot of the Bodega Boys, oh. uh, you know, the brand is strong. Uh, well. uh, so I feel like at the end, they have all of the, what they call AKs, where they have like all of their different personas. Hmm. And like do little shouts outs, and at first I was thinking maybe we could do something like that. Hmm. But uh, I don't think the the dirt dogs are doing so ready for all no, that. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, yeah. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. All right. Well, yeah. by the way, there will be a next time. The official start of season two has begun. <laughs> oh my! We don't. That's a season one thing that's just gonna be. That's gonna have to nah, stay nah. in season one. It's part of the brand. <laughs> Well, thank you everybody for Thanks listening. For listening. And we you know what? You guys. I know. I I miss doing this with you. Yeah. You know. Forward to I, it. I could have been with somebody Come else. Come back too. season two, bigger and better. The bigger and better. better. Absolutely. You know why? Why, Kyla? Because, because we dirty, dirty you two. Bye. Bye. Bye.